I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey there, White Sox fans. Technical difficulties aside, and maybe I still can't be heard, which is probably preferable for all of you. It's been a year since we've had a pregame podcast. That tells you how shitty 2022 was. This year can't be worse, right? It's 2023. Welcome. We're just minutes or hours. Not sure when you're listening. Not sure why you're listening that close to game time, but it could just be minutes away from opening day. And it appears that six of my very best friends from Southside Sox and the Sox Pop <laughs> Drive from the Latin Sox Populi uh, podcast are joining me here to talk about, well, Opening day, I guess. That's what we got to talk about, right? It's a pregame podcast. Um, well, you know, we got a lot to get to. Uh, I will try to do little uh, intros as we go. Our first round question will be on this podcast, this pregame podcast, uh, something you're excited about uh, for, for opening day for this season. Uh, we covered this a little bit in a recent podcast, but I think we can go over it again. Plus, the answers may have changed. Uh, I am going to start... Uh, well, it seems like, as always, the the the, the, the better half, the better co-host, uh, the better full host, and that's Crystal O'Keefe, who, along with this podcast uh, here on opening day, it's as visiting dugout. Uh, it's happening. Unless she changed the name and I didn't know it yet. I haven't heard her podcast quite yet. Crystal, please uh, get me to stop talking and tell me something you're excited about uh, tonight or just maybe in the early or early moments of the season. I am mostly <laughs> excited about Oscar Colas because that damn video makes me cry beautiful <laughs> um, so i i'm just really excited to see what he could do i didn't watch a ton of spring training so i am pumped to watch him this season really i shouldn't even ask brian o'neill because you've read his articles linked in this podcast post it's the moment He's basically, uh, why am I doing this podcast? Why, why are we even here? He already wrote the podcast. But anyhow, okay, Brian, humor me. Uh, something you're excited about besides that first millisecond of pitch from Fran, Fran Bravaldez to Tim Anderson. Uh, everything that could possibly come after it. Like last year was marked by this really stultifying sameness. Where I was like, oh, we got guys on base. Oh, we're going to lose five games in a row. And then just repeated ad nauseum. Get your hopes up just to be crushed. There was this really, there was no, there was no difference to the season. October or September felt like August. August felt like June. You couldn't really tell anything apart. So I don't know. I think we're going to be better. I think things will be more exciting, but it won't be the exact same. And uh, that in and of itself is a breath of fresh air. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Read the article now. Pause the podcast. Read the article. Read it again. Whatever. It's <laughs> worth your time. Making his podcast debut. Uh, he's already done a little bit of stuff on site and we got articles coming. Oh, I've already like loaded them down with like six or seven or 12. It's Ryan. Ryan, again, just pretty simple, I suppose, although it could be a complex answer. Uh, something you're excited about in the early going or maybe just here for opening night. Well, uh, I had an answer, and then Brian made me think of something else. And to piggyback off of that, it's it's very much uh, it's a new season, and we are post Tony Rusa. So I'm I'm just I'm ready for a fresh start. Like my answer was very much going to be 
you know, how, what does Griffal do? What is his, his effect? And I guess they go hand in hand. What is his effect on this ball club? Is he enough to get them into the playoffs? Does he get enough out of the talent? Are they fundamentally better? Because of that sort. But honestly, just, it feels like a fresh start now. You know, that they, you know, on opening day eve, if yeah. you will, like, yeah. just give us something different than this. Shit we had last year and, that and, broke me. Yeah, and and Ryan, that's why we're doing the podcast because nothing spoiled yet. Yet the key. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> last year we had nine people on our very. Uh, it was another uh, road opener. Nine people on that podcast by the home opener. <laughs> It was just me and Adrian Serrano. So hopefully it won't just erode that quickly this year. Uh, Melissa Sage Bowenbach, you've been, uh, you've seen World Baseball Classic. You've seen spring training up close to personal. You've got excited. Michael Kopech Peck is your pitcher of the year. Oh, I wonder why. Uh, Melissa, tell me, what are you excited about for this season? I'm actually most excited about our billion dollar bullpen this year. Like I feel I'm, I'm, I'm watching a lot of the spring training games and those big guys, they all towards the end were really firing on all cylinders. And then the news that came out today that Liam isn't going on the 60 day IL. So you add Liam back into that and Garrett Crochet into that. Like if we, if our starters can, can go five, give us five good, six good, it is going to be almost impossible for anybody to get through our bullpen. So as long as we stay healthy, but that's really, I mean, Honestly, what I'm super pumped up about, I think we're finally going to get some value out of that mega buck bullpen and uh, see where they can take us. Okay, Jordan Haas, aside from the fact that you're now close enough to the Washington National to know you can't possibly be most disappointed in the Chicago White Sox because it's just too close (laughs) and they're definitely going to be more disappointed than the White Sox. What's something you are uh, excited about really heading into this uh, season and tonight? But I lived in Rockies country. No, that's true. My bad. I, there, there is, there are two, there are only two baseball teams more disappointing <laughs> than the White Sox this year. I'm, I, you know what? I'm not looking forward to any of the baseball because you know what? It's at this point, whether they win or lose is, is, is meaningless because it, it's, it's going to do nothing. It's going to mean nothing. I'm just looking forward to the camaraderie between friends of going to baseball games and seeing people and just talking about baseball and seeing how shitty this team is or how good this team is and reveling in reveling in either the 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 golden uh coins like like Scrooge McDuck or or reveling in the fucking shit like it's like we're in the the sewers either way it'll it'll be a good time i can't wait for you know a dozen more podcasts where we're like either Man, how did this team get so good? Or more likely, how? Mm. When? When's the night? What? Who are we trading for this rebuild? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, the camaraderie part saved it because Jordan. I was going to say, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm not looking forward <laughs> to the baseball. <laughs> uh, like, Malachi, what, 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 what do you got out there for me in terms of uh, something you might be looking forward to? Oh man, I'm I'm going to echo Jordan a little bit, and that I'm I'm looking forward to the very, very specific vibe of being like hung over in the sun on a Sunday afternoon, watching them get their asses kicked with, with the cold one in my hand that I paid way too much money for. I'm looking forward to that on, on a baseball level. Uh, something that the world baseball classic reminded me of, of what it looks like when Tim Anderson is playing well and having fun. I think, you know, he had, he had such a hot start to last season before 
uh, you know, various things happened related to the manager and perhaps his personal life and all this other stuff. And it was a pretty somber, somber vibe with him, you know, by the All-Star break. You know, we even remember, we remember that All-Star announcement video and it looked like the room, the room was dead. So I'm looking forward to maybe seeing some more, getting that electric lead off DA back that's, you know, the, the catalyst for the lineup and just having fun out there. I don't think we got, we didn't really get our fill of that last season. Yeah. All right, we have a, a, a super solid lineup here. So I'm going to just listen, same order. Sorry if this puts you to sleep. I, again, if this puts you to sleep, why are you listening to a pregame podcast on opening day on socks, pop, socks, pop, you lie. <laughs> uh, anyhow, uh, okay, back to Crystal then. Crystal, I need to know what's got you down. What are you scared of? Uh, what's, what's, I should say probably beside the obvious because we all know what the answer to this is. And we're just, you know, we're going to just redact that right off the bat. I've redacted myself. <laughs> Crystal says, thing? yeah, it's about time. <laughs> Crystal, give it to me. Uh, you know, again, besides the obvious, uh, what's something you're, you're a little spooked about going to season? Um, Jose Abreu launching <laughs> tons and tons and tons of home runs off of our starting rotation. Just yeah. teeing off like it's nothing. Yeah. You might recall, I, I was at the game in the stands when Frank Thomas came back, hit two home runs, his first two at-bats, got standing ovation the first time. Second time, I still st- stood. Some people are getting ticked. Uh, also, the squirrel game. Anyhow, uh, yeah, so, oh, God, we don't want to see that happen, do we? especially with friggin' Rod- Roger Clemens, like, oh, God. I, this is going to be scary tonight. That. Oh, I hate him. I want to change yeah. my answer to that. Okay, fair enough. All right, sorry. No answers for anyone else. Crystal's got them all. Brian, uh, give me something that's um, you know giving you the willies into the season. I guess piggybacking off of that, like the Astros are the Astros, and you know we've had for the last couple of years we thought, all right, maybe we're maybe we can we can compete with them. You know, this is the level we're trying to get at. If we lose three or four out of four, it's just like ugh. The season starts off. You know, you you lose three or four to the Astros in the middle of the year. You're like, all right, you're having a bad slump or whatever. They're still a great team. You start the season off like that, just the mountain looks really high to climb, both, uh, you know, standing wise and just metaphorically or metaphysically or, I don't know, Jordan's the philosopher here where everything is empty and bleak and meaningless. But <laughs> it's still, you know, it just looks bad. To I'm not looking forward to getting off to a bad start against a team that I just, well, it's the Astros. Yeah. Last podcast, Dante Joseph pointed out the thing that would get most excited about the start of the season would be doing really well. Maybe even like sweeping, you know, we all laughed and we couldn't hear what else he said because we were laughing so hard. But yeah, the, <laughs> the flip side of that is, yeah, they, they get it handed to them the way, let's face it, it might be shaping up to have happened. Yeah, that's, that's not going to make for a fun home, home, home opener. Uh, uh, Ryan, uh, what do you got in terms of, uh, you know, conversely, well, what's I mean, sort of got you bugged? What gives me? What actually gives me hope about the series is that, like, the Astros are missing a bunch of people. But Crystal mentioned Jose Abreu and an Astros uniform, and I saw I saw him in the Astros uniform today, and I cried inside. Yeah. Um, but in general, what like what worries me the most is the rotation. I watched a lot of spring training. I know it's only spring, but um, redacted looked like horrible. <laughs> Um, Kopech, Kopech was sitting 93, pop, like, he's mm. had some rough outings, Giolito had some rough outings, Lynn was the only one that looked good in the WBC, and he's 35, 36, so, like, we also have no depth behind them, so, um, that is really what worries me, um, and why I'm, like, 
I can't, I can't, I can't, can't really pick them to be better because I just don't know. I just don't know how that rotation is going to hold up with nothing, nothing like barren to back them up. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Maliki. Um, giving us some sunshine because again podcast just a couple ago uh he had an adequately decent vibe so i'm hoping that his uh negative answer is minimized uh however we are going to melissa next and um uh, melissa we already know the the uh the, the bullpen's what's got you fired up something that's uh scaring you well, i i have to piggyback off of ryan because that's exactly what i was gonna say that first of all dylan cease like how how can we even reasonably think that he's going to come close to what he did last year? I mean, I know we'd all like to be like, oh, he's even going to be better. And then he's going to win the Cy Young. Like, how often does that happen? I'm just realistically, I I think he's going to have a real hard time even coming close to what he did last year. And then everybody else is, is truly a question mark. Like, Lance looked pretty good in the WBC. Um, but like, I would rather have him be like my four or five guys like ooh, Lance Lynn, you know, he's what 34, 35. He's like the back end of the rotation guy, but yet we're still like putting him at like the number three guy. And then yeah, Giolito, I mean, it's a walk year. So you're all like, Oh yeah, it's a, he's, he's going to go into free agency. So he's going to have a heck of a year. Well, he's been so unpredictable that I don't know if I even have any faith in that being enough of a motivation because he's kind of been all over the place and, and Kopech, you know, looking awful in his last start, not what you want to see right before they're getting ready to start the real season. I know it's just spring training, but really like you should be 95% ready to go. That did not look 95% ready to go to me. So I, I have real concerns that we're even going to be able to get to that all-star bullpen because the starters are, are not as strong as I think we'd all like them to be. Uh, not by a long shot. That's my answer. Uh, okay, Jordan. Um, not that you haven't already outlined pretty well where you're at with this, but uh, maybe something <laughs> specific that's got you most troubled about the club. Um, I'm I'm troubled about how much Rick, well, how much control Rick Hahn might have over the lineups and mm. all of the decisions that Pedro Grafal is making, and and whether or not Mr. Lawyer over there is going to be able to, you know, make the right decision for this team when he's making them, if he's making them. But, I mean, in a more weird, I don't know, general sense, I'm also kind of scared of, like, getting my hopes up again. Because it's like maybe they'll start really well, but maybe they'll fall off and then they'll fall off the cliff for the, you know, millionth time. Like they'll look really good, like they're back in 2021 to form, and then we'll hit a wall, and it'll suck again, and it'll not be fun. And you know what? As much as I hate losing, I hate when it's not fun. True. Yeah. True. Uh, and, and it was implied, but not stated. You were very polite, Jordan. But I'm, I think we just need to make it explicit. Uh, if if Rick Hahn has a lot of control of the lineup, that is a really, really horrifying, horrible thing. Yes. Okay. I mean, Andrew Benintendi batted, batted third a ton in the spring, and I don't think that's a Rick Hahn call. That seems very much like a Pedro Grafal yeah. call. So maybe that's a sign he doesn't have his tendrils, you know, mm-hmm. pulling on on Pedro, but, like, he has a lot to prove himself. We have no idea what he's going to do. Yeah. 
I've been scolded already by Maliki uh, for misrepresenting his position on the 2023 Chicago White Sox. But still, I'm I'm going to challenge him now uh, to give me some really scary facts that you and your very brilliant analyst mind have come up with to make us think that this is not going to be the team that you are sort of hoping it'll be. <laughs> I I was just referring to not to talking to to Melissa after after introducing my uh um my my positive vibe no um <laughs> I <laughs> yeah I I kind of ride with Crystal a little bit and that I think I think Jose Abreu in a Houston uniform is probably going to be the most painful thing I'll see this weekend um I again as far as the actual baseball goes man the first time there's going to be a time. In the first, within the first three or four games, we've already talked about how the starting pitching, there's not a lot behind there if somebody falters. There's going to be a time, a moment early in the season when they're in a big spot, a really big spot. And like, Jimmy Lambert's going to be in the game, or Jose Ruiz is going to be in the game, or Jake Diekman's going to be in the game. And you're going to say to yourself, is this really the best we could do right here? Uh, and that's, that's the depth issues of the 2023 White Sox in a nutshell. I think those kind of moments are going to happen a lot earlier and a lot more often than we would like. I'm not looking forward to seeing the first moment time where we really have to hold our breath and cross our fingers for Jose Ruiz to (laughs) get us out of the jam this time. Yeah. Uh, okay. We are going to get to the most awaited part of this, uh, opening night. Uh, preview podcast and that is shitting on the Astros but first we're going to do a speed round and that is the Astros come to Chicago in May I need to know with a quick uh, yes or no or relatively quick yes or no answer from each one of you whether or not in May Jose Abreu's number will be retired a la Harold Baines Crystal what do you think no no, no okay. they don't care enough about him anymore they okay. let him walk oh I see I see uh yeah, well they traded Harold but okay Brian uh, not yet. They have to let time uh, heal a little bit. Okay. All right. Uh, Ryan? I agree with that. It's it's too soon. He it's, he just left. He still has a few more years left in him. Maybe once he finally retires, the first time he comes back, yes, uh, in May, absolutely not. Okay. Melissa? No, I think after he talked a little shit about the team, I think there might be some chapped asses out there. Um, so I think there's going to maybe need to be a little bit, a little bit of uh, time to heal on those. Okay. Jordan? Was he wrong? Was he, was he wrong though? <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, for sure. Yes, but he's not going to give a shit. <laughs> Rick, they're going to, they're going to realize it's not, they're not going to realize it's not the moment for that. Like they always do. <laughs> And they're gonna like retire his number. He's like, why? and Jose Bruce would be like, "Why the fuck is this happening?" He's gonna be in the clubhouse. They're not even gonna tell him it's happening. He's gonna like walk <laughs> up, and they're gonna be like, "Wait, yeah. what, he gets a text happening? from Moncada." <laughs> yeah. He hears it as as uh, Gene Honda is announcing it in the in the stadium. He's like, "What?" He's like, whatever. He's having his like homemade Cuban food meal spread before the game. Uh, all right, Maliki. Well, I heard that Jerry really wanted to, but Brooks Boyer stepped in and he said it was <laughs> yeah. a bad idea. So that, you know, I, think, I don't think it's happening. Sure. So they'll just retire Hawk again. Yeah, perfect. Uh, okay, forget it. I'm glad Jordan, Jordan's with me. Sure. I'll say yes. Why not? This team makes absolutely no sense. Why wouldn't they do something meaningless like that? There's always going to be already going to be like resounding courses of boost just a month into the season for, for redacted. Uh, we're assuming they're not going to get, you know, too hot out of the gate. 
White Sox will do some. Do yeah, some. but the Brave statue is going to be him at the uh, Tony Lusa press conference where he's just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, he's listening to Hines saying, yeah, we don't know what we're doing with Jose. Yeah. <laughs> Stone faced and not, and not getting his cheer in the final game. Like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, but listen, it's opening night. We're supposed to be excited. So let's focus all our uh, angst toward the Astros. We're going to take a quick break. Come right back. Hang with us because I'm sure they'll be cussing here at the end of the program. So uh, give me a minute. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. White Sox fans, Brett Valentini here, lucky enough to host still, as long as they let me, as long as Crystal lets me. It's pregame podcast number seven. You know, here's the scary thing. You have pregame podcast, that means you're like excited about the game, you know, like a playoff game or something. Yeah, we've had seven. That pretty much sums up the contention window. Well, we're here. We're still talking. What, what else are we going to do? We're going to talk about the White Sox. We're going to talk about the White Sox kicking off tonight, just mere minutes, mere hours, whenever you're listening. Uh, so, hey, let's have some fun. The Astros are a sham dynasty. Uh, they're charlatans, um, no punishment for trash canning it. I mean, we've had, uh, I think I've told Brian or other people, we've had like dozens of podcasts just devoted to shitting on the Astros, but Hey, let's just make this another one. Uh, we'll just call this little part. What do you think of the Astros? Uh, let's reverse course. Uh, Malachi, uh, what do you think of the Astros? Can you find any reason for, uh, you know, can you, can you squeeze any respect uh, for that organization? Having having just read the book Winning Fixes Everything by uh, Evan Drellich, who is the beat reporter for the Houston Chronicle during in the Athletic uh, throughout most of the last ten years, it's all about the rise and fall of uh, the Jeff Luno Astros and how the cheating scandal came about. And I will say that, with the exception of you know Dusty Baker and some of the players in the standard, you know nothing against the players rule. There is absolutely nothing redeemable about that organization from the owner down. So, um, no, no, you should read that book. And I don't think there is It'll just make you angry. You're okay. <laughs> All right. Footnote it. Hey, we'll link uh, in the podcast post. All right. Uh, up to, uh, uh Jordan, um, thoughts about the trash rows. Oh God. Can the fact that, the the cheater Astros can get away scot free, and Shoeless Joe Jackson is still not in the fucking Hall of Fame, <laughs> and not even re- not even a second thought about it says a lot about Rob Manfred and how much of a piece of shit he is, and how much I hate him. Um, but <laughs> but onto the Astros, um, the only redeemable quality about the Astros is Dusty Baker. Uh, the inventor of the high five and, uh, and Jose Abreu 
and I can't even stand to look at him because I it would make me too sad. So no, there isn't anything redeemable about the Astros, and they can go eat a sack of shit. Nope. All right. Okay. So far, it's unanimous. Uh, Melissa, uh, dig deep. Anything redeeming about the Houston Astros? FL Tuve, man. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we go to the game, you know you can depend on hearing that. And no, I, I think, you know, it, it's a total double standard. You have the Black Sox, you have um, Pete Rose, you have the steroid guys, you have all this stuff. And um, yeah, they just walked away with like, not even really even a slap on the wrist. I mean, I don't even think you can call it that. So nope. You know, I like having debates with like Houston fans or not, not debates. Why, why would I debate with a Houston family? Don't waste your time like that. <laughs> but uh, you know, the, the point they make where it's like, well, you know, the, you know, Black Sox or whatever. I'm no Black Sox apologist, but you know, they like, they, they cheated to lose <laughs> and, and they were pretty well punished. Um Neither of which really happened, you know, with Houston. Uh, the, Ryan, any anything you can dig up about Houston that makes them seem valuable at all? Mug cheating bastards. That's that's all I can say. Uh, the cheating isn't bad. It wasn't bad enough. The lack of punishment wasn't bad enough. The fact that they get to walk around wearing this, wearing their uniform, mug, knowing that they got away with it, burns me up. Yeah. inside and it, it 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 will until probably the day i die <laughs> i mean or the day i no longer care about baseball which yeah. will also probably be the day i die but yeah they face zero consequences and for all we know they're still doing something like they turned a blind eye it was a slap on the wrist barely barely a slap on the wrist the smugness is just too much and the scary thing is it's not like somehow, you know, time starts to, you know, wash a little bit of stuff maybe or whatever. They, the press conference where they apologized, they were fucking smug. And I mean, you know, there was never a point where there's any, you know, any regret whatsoever. Uh, worth there pointing out, zero, Sam Sherman on our... contrition. Yeah, absolutely not. Sam Sherman in talking to Danny uh, Farquhar, uh, you know, way back uh, in the Sports Illustrated days... Um, uh, you talk with him, and, and, and I remember Danny telling his story to Sam of like I, I, you know, he, as we know now, Danny sort of like sniffed it out, right? And he said after that game, he was just standing waiting for someone to waiting for a beat reporter, even some from Houston, to ask him about you know the whole incident about him, you know, them sort of discovering what was going on, and nobody did. This could have really broke differently and faster, and maybe you know in a more like more even more infamous sort of way. Uh, Brian, uh, okay, come on, you know. Throw me some poetry here. Anything you can possibly squeeze out of Astros that would make you say, yeah, well, okay. Uh, I guess there are two slight things. One is that um, they actually do a good job in an organization that I would like to follow, where even when they lose veteran talent, they replace it with younger talent, whichever you can argue about how the organization runs in its corrupt, internal, kind of broken, sludgy way. Like, they actually do a good job of keep replenishing their talent, which makes me really jealous and kind of tied to that. They, uh, from an ethical level, they represent the moral quandary of fandom, I guess. Like, what would I tolerate? I don't, mm-hmm. you know, the Blackhawks, all their titles are retroactively just tainted. I can't, I, I hate that I rooted for it. The Astros, if the White Sox did that, would I be able to justify it? Like, to think that, well, yeah, everyone cheats. We just cheated a little bit more. We just got caught, the haters, whatever. So, you know, they, it makes you uh, dig deep into yourself and look up your ethics and morals and yeah. And at least from this point of view, because we never win and never cheat to win, I can at least say, nope, I wouldn't have done that. 
So they let me feel superior without even uh, risking having, without risking my ethics. <laughs> without winning a game. Yeah, a.k.a. Yes. the Ricketts conundrum. And I'll tell you right now, I think we've already sort of alluded to this. If the Ricketts owned the Chicago White Sox, I would, would not be a Chicago White Sox fan. I know a lot of Cubs fans say, you know, my fandom goes deeper than that. It's gone longer than that, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, keep talking to the fucking clouds. That, that, no. It, it's no. Crystal. It, better go, it better go dormant. Um, Okay, Chris. Oh, by the way, Brian, uh, e- easier to replenish the way they are when you're in the ALCS every year because you cheated to get there and won a couple World Series. But yeah, I, I get that there's a point that's a little more, uh, there's a finer point beyond that. So I, I accept. I accept. You're not an Astros apologist. I, I'm not going to tab you that. Uh, uh, Crystal, please uh, let them have it. So, I mean, I will say the person I talked to on visiting dugout was very pleasant. He agreed to come on despite knowing that this was for the White Sox. And he was, he was wonderful. And I have met wonderful fans. There are, there are a few. Um, and I will say not everybody went unpunished. AJ Hinch had to go back to Detroit. (laughs) But at least there was that. Um, but man, I'm just ready to just let them eat shit all season. Like I don't wish ill upon anyone except for the Astros at this point. I hate the Astros more than I hate the Yankees. That's saying something. That's saying something. Yeah. For those people who lament the fact that the AJ Hinch signature went out on the White Sox tweet about Luce or whatever, like, oh man, he always analytics. The fuck, really? That's the guy we want. Those are the options. I mean, Larusa, forget it. Hinch, really? He deserves Detroit. Let Detroit (laughs) have him. Jag bag. Uh, okay, yeah, okay. Here, nobody asked me, but okay, yeah. Hey, look, here's the positive thing. I'm wearing orange. You know, it's, you know, solid there. Fuck you, no, 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 not for the Astros. <laughs> Grew off, you sons of bitches. No, they're te- come on. And listen, I'm glad you had a nice conversation. Listen, we don't. <laughs> Fans for Chris Sports Network burning bridges right off the bat. I mean, listen, come on, we're all having fun, but you know, fuck them. They got no. And then again, this I think what Ryan really hit something. I know we all feel it too. The smugness about it, and I, and again, it doesn't necessarily extend to the fans, but you know, come on, there are meatball fans everywhere, and I'm guessing in Houston, maybe a higher quotient than than average. Uh, you know, they're like, oh yeah, we did nothing wrong. Yeah, just look at the trophies, man. Look at the pennant. That's not cool. It's a shamelessness of it. This shamelessness yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh, no point. I don't know. Is there a way we're running out of time, but is there a way we can uh, run this back to the White Sox? Um, okay. Let's do a quick speed round. We have four minutes left, so let's make it somewhat quick. Uh, and again, this is something we sort of uh, foreshadowed in other podcasts earlier. Oh, just like, I don't know, 36 hours ago. Uh, Crystal, give me the player you're most interested. It could be for a negative reason or a positive reason. It might not even be a player on the White Sox. I won't even restri- restrict to the White Sox. Player you're most excited about seeing this year. Well, I know I said Oscar Colas, but at the same time, I want a healthy, good Yoan Moncada. That is who I'm excited about. He seems like he's back on track, yeah. so I yeah. want healthy Yo-Yo. Come on, Yo-Yo. Uh, Brian, who you got? Uh, I mean, I'm not the most excited about it, but I think uh, if Benintendi does like 75% of what he can possibly do, that that's the way that season can hinge. Like that's the kind of play that we need to just live up to like his percentiles. And then we might actually have a little bit of depth and a little bit of possibility and chance. And I mean, I'd rather say I love Moncada and all those other guys, but Benintendi is like, all right, maybe if this works out, yeah, we'll see. Let I will say that. Oh, Astros ahead. are scared of Benintendi because they have like PTSD from him catching the ball and game, whatever, and they lost the ADLS a few years ago. <laughs> That's 
Just stay out of the net. Don't get caught in the net, Genintendi. Don't get caught in the net. And that's, I think, about what uh, what Brian just said. Uh, uh, Ryan, don't pull pull an Eloy. As 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 much as I aspire to be as cool as Crystal, I I love Montada. I want to see, I want to see Colos. I just bought a Robert jersey, so I got it. Like I want to see that kid be the stud that we all know he can be. Stay on the field, hit third, mass home runs. Steal a few bases, be a gold glover, be the MVP caliber player we know he can be. Okay, uh, Melissa, Jordan, and Maliki all get to say theirs at the same time. I want to see if anybody uh, dovetails all together. Okay, one, two, three. Who is it, you guys? Elvis. Uh, Elvis Aloy and Jordan? Lucas Giolito. Giolito. Okay. You know unanimity. I love it. Uh, okay. Fair enough. I'm not going to allow you the reasoning because, of course, we're running out of time and I have to uh, keep talking because that's what everybody uh, pays their money for here. Oh, guess what? Here's the clue. You guys won't pay any money for this. But please, uh, definitely thank you for joining us uh, right after the game, soon after the game, uh, post-game podcast, win or lose. Of course, it doesn't get posted instantly. Sorry about that. But, yes, if you're staying up till 2 in the morning, Stay up with us because we will do it a podcast. Maybe some of these people will be joining me for that. Uh, thanks to all six of you for joining. Uh, Ryan for the debut. Brian, welcome back. Jordan in a different time zone. Uh, Crystal with with uh, puppy toys. Maliki from Parts <laughs> Unknown. And uh, glad you're safe and sound back, uh, Melissa, at least until we send you out on your next assignment uh thanks everybody for listening to socks pop socks pop you lie it is number seven uh we'll be back for the home opener as well for uh pre-game whatever whatever we're calling this thing uh see you then <laughs>